Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News. Tuesday, January 19th, 2021. Stand up for your country. Last day of the Trump administration, so we have lots to talk about. Uh, the president himself has apparently recorded a videotape message um, that I guess some outlets will play. Uh, I would assume Fox News would and maybe Newsmax and OAN. Um, I don't know when that's going to be released, but it apparently has already been recorded. Uh, he is expected to issue pardons. I'm not going to do that now. I'm going to do it tomorrow because I want to see the individuals and, and all of that before I bloviate and say whether the pardons are worthy or not. Um, so let me do a little research. We'll do that tomorrow. Um, there is a Gallup poll out today and there was an NBC News poll yesterday. They are shockingly different. Now, that doesn't surprise me because this whole poll thing is a scam now in America. All right. They charge a lot of money, these poll outfits, and they pretty much give the people uh, who are paying them what they want to hear. Now, NBC News, though, that is an anti-Trump operation. And that was favorable to Trump, whereas this Gallup poll was not. So this is a thousand adults, not registered voters, adults. All right. Republican 27, Democrat 30, Independent 42. Do you approve or disapprove the way Donald Trump is handling his job as president? Approved 34 percent record low for his presidency. Um, that's uh, approve and disapprove 62 percent. In October, the number was 41 percent up seven and disapprove was 57 down five. Now, uh, when they left office, Jimmy Carter had an approval rating of 34 percent, the same as Donald Trump, Reagan, 63, Bush, the elder, 56, Clinton, 66. The economy was booming. And you remember Bush, the younger, 34, tied with Trump and Barack Obama, 59 percent. This is according to Gallup. Now, NBC as we reported yesterday, different story. Do you approve or disapprove Donald Trump's job performance? A thousand registered voters, not adults, registered voters, no political affiliation given. They should do that. Approve 43 percent. Disapprove 55 percent. Huge difference, as I said. Uh, the daily tracking poll for Rasmussen has Trump about 48 percent approval. Um, so. I think you could say that most Trump supporters are stayed with him, with one notable exception, uh, and that would be Mitch McConnell, a.k.a. The Turtle. That's his nickname. Now, I don't know why. I like The Turtles pop group, and one of them looks like a turtle. I guess Mitch McConnell, if you look at him a certain way, could resemble a tortoise, but I'm not sure. Uh, but McConnell, as we have been telling you, is a shifty kind of guy, doesn't like Donald Trump at all, may have good reason. Absolutely, Donald Trump has alienated an awful lot of people uh, in his own party and who actually worked for him. Well, here's what McConnell said today. Roll it. The mob was fed lies. They were provoked by the president and other powerful people. And they tried to use fear and violence to stop a specific proceeding of the first branch of the federal government, which they did not like. But we pressed on. We stood together 
and said an angry mob would not get veto power over the rule of law in our nation, not even for one night. All right, so that signals that uh, Trump's on his own uh, when the Senate holds its impeachment trial, which it will, according to the new Senate Majority Leader, Charles Schumer of New York. Roll it. After what he has done, the consequences of which we were all witness to, Donald Trump should not be eligible to run for office ever again. All of us want to put this awful chapter in our nation's history behind us. But healing and unity will only come if there is truth and accountability, not sweeping such a severe charge, such awful actions under the rug. So let me be clear. There will be an impeachment trial in the United States Senate. There will be a vote on convicting the president for high crimes and misdemeanors. And if the president is convicted, there will be a vote on barring him from running again. And that's what it's all about. Now, I can make a case that uh, Donald Trump did not incite a mob to attack the Capitol. Um, and that is the charge in the Senate. And that is what the House said he did by a um, mostly party vote. I think there were nine Republicans that came over. So there is this gulpatory evidence, as you know, you've heard it. But there will be a trial. Uh, Donald Trump will not attend the trial. He will send lawyers. You need 16 Republican senators. Remember, the Senate is now tied 50-50. You need 16 Republican senators to vote for conviction. Can the Republicans stop that? Well, you got to figure that Romney, Murkowski, Sace, Ben Sace, and Susan Collins will vote for conviction. So that means 12 more have to, 12 more Republicans. I don't think that's going to happen, especially if the lawyers that Donald Trump uses are articulate, methodical, and fact-based. All right, so the American people see the defense of this, not in a hysterical way, but in a very calm, deliberate way. Because if you are a Republican senator in a state that voted for Donald Trump and you vote to convict him, you're probably going to lose next time around. And all of these people, unfortunately, are in it for self-interest. So why did McConnell turn? Well, Mitch McConnell uh, wants Joe Biden's ear, and he has it. I understand that Biden and McConnell may go to mass together. I didn't even, I don't think McConnell's Catholic, but they may go to mass together on Sunday. And as uh, we reported and no one else did, Mitch McConnell was the only Republican senator to attend Bo Biden's funeral. All right, so uh, McConnell and Biden have a strong relationship and McConnell wants to keep that. And if he jabs Trump, that's a plus. You see what I'm talking about? This is the way the system operates. Now, what McConnell is doing will badly hurt the Republican Party in the short term by pitting Republican senators against one another and sending a message to Republican voters, all 74 million of them, that the party doesn't really back 
Donald Trump. That's going to divide the party. McConnell's got to know that. I think he thinks that after a year of Trump being out of office, all of this will decline. And, you know, look, Joe Biden has got a lot of problems, as we said yesterday, a lot of policy problems. So anyway, that's where we are. Um, Donald Trump will take off uh, tomorrow from Andrews Air Force Base on Air Force One. He gets the ride down to Palm Beach. Uh, Before he goes, he's going to have a little thing there in Andrews with the supporters. And then um, the inauguration is at noon. All right. So we went over all this. Uh, Look up past No Spin Newses on BillOReilly.com. If you want that, I don't want to be repetitive. That's what they do on cable. They tell you the same thing a thousand times. Now, the, uh, the most important part of our country since January 6th, the siege of the Capitol, the insurrection, and I do believe it was, uh, is that the fanatics who support Donald Trump destroyed Donald Trump. The people who were most rabid in his defense or whatever you want to call it about the election, destroyed him. Because the image of those pictures will never, ever go away. It's like the 9-11 towers. Um, It's never going to go away. And Donald Trump is going to be linked to that, perhaps unfairly, but he did address that crowd. Now, there is uh, mounting evidence, and I don't know whether it's going to be used in impeachment or not, that the insurrectionists, the people who led that break-in, had planned it all along whether Donald Trump said anything to them or not. They came to Washington armed with um, pipes and things like that to do destruction. I think that will bear out, that you will see that whatever Trump said really didn't matter, this was going to happen anyway, which takes away the incitement of the insurrection out of the impeachment charge. And that's why I, if I were in the Senate, if I were a Democrat or a Republican, would not vote to convict Donald Trump on that. This is a vengeance play by Schumer. If you saw him on 60 Minutes Sunday night, he he was like dripping blood out of his mouth. Schumer is a vengeful man. Uh, He's worse than Pelosi. Pelosi is one mean lady. Schumer's worse. I know them both. I don't know Pelosi very well, but I know Schumer a long time. All right. Now, Donald Trump himself leaves with a mixed legacy, as we reported yesterday. A lot of his policies are very successful and helped all Americans. There's no doubt about that. Okay, but he lacks discipline. And that um, failure to control himself at certain times led to his demise. If Shakespeare were writing a play about Donald Trump, that would be his tragic flaw, that he lacks self-discipline. And that got him into controversy after controversy and controversy. And the nation on November 3rd, when they voted, was worn out. Donald Trump wore them out. Not his supporters, but the middle of the nation, which could have gone either way. Worn out. You can't fight every battle. You got to pick them. Okay. Um, By the way, I wish personally Donald Trump the best. And I wish Joe Biden the best. How about that? Call me a fence-sitter. I'm not a fence-sitter. But I think Trump helped the country, and I wish him the best. I don't want to see him persecuted. 
and I want Biden to succeed. Do I think Biden will succeed? No. I hope I'm wrong. All right, USA Today is a poll out. And the reason I'm giving you these polls is, is basically to track the mood of the nation. Um, do you feel the country is headed in the right direction or wrong track? All right, right direction, 22%. Wrong track, 65%. Republicans, right direction, 6%. <laughs> wrong track, 84%. Um, Democrats, right direction, 37 So that's not bonus either, but... The nation's depressed. We're worn out on the politics. I know. Don't take it out of me because I have lots of good information that you need to protect yourself coming up. All right, Joe Biden today, um, he went to an event uh, to honor the victims of COVID. That's fine. He appointed Dr. Rachel Levine as Assistant Health Secretary. She is a transgender pediatrician. Um, and then he went back and took a nap. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he did. I would have. <laughs> All right. New York City last night, Black Lives Matter March uh, for Martin Luther King Day. And of course, they caused trouble. There's the march. OK. And the police said, please don't block traffic. Uh, the demonstrators threw bottles, vandalized property and attacked police. Uh, Eleven NYPD officers hurt. Thirty arrests. Um, and Black Lives Matter continues to be a disruptive force, okay? Now, this will get worse under Joe Biden, especially in the blue states where these protesters, I can guarantee you, none of them in Manhattan, that's where this was last night, will be prosecuted, all dismissed. And that, and Black Lives Matter and Antifa and all these people, we see what happens the next year. They're going to continue to destroy property. And the press won't even report on it. Cancel culture update. Now, tomorrow uh, I am going to give you a solution to the cancel culture. I've come up with it. It's genius. <laughs> but it's good. Now we just need somebody to step up and do it but I'll give it to you tomorrow. All right, so you know Senator Josh Hawley got his book canceled by Simon & Schuster because Hawley was one of the politicians who said we should have a 10-day pause to investigate alleged voter fraud. That's all Hawley did, all right? So Simon & Schuster cancels his book. Regnery Publishing picks it up. It's an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal by publisher Thomas Pence of Regnery saying why he did. I thought it was a very good op-ed. So Hawley has got his book out in May, and it will be a big bestseller because of all of this. Now, CNN is on a little uh, campaign to cancel its competition. Roll tape. And then we're going to have to figure out the OANN and Newsmax problem. You know, that these companies have freedom of speech, but I'm not sure we need Verizon, AT&T, Comcast and such to be bringing them into tens of millions of homes. Um, I, this is you know, allowing people to seek out information if they really want to, but not pushing it into their faces, I think, is where we're going to have to go here. Yeah, so he wants uh, all the cable companies to throw Newsmax and OANN off the air. That censorship, of course. Why don't we throw CNN off the air? CNN reported um, falsely about the Russian collusion for three years. Let's throw them off the air, right? 
Now, uh, in the Washington Post, a columnist named Max Boot, B-O-O-T, he goes further than this. All right, Boot wants Fox News. There's a nice little hat there, Max. Very good. Uh, was that a two-for-one deal? Did you get a little uh, another hat with it? Or I don't know if I would pay for that outright. But there's Max, Max Boot, Wall Street, uh, I'm sorry, Washington Post. Um, and I used to like Max. He's a talented writer. He's gone. He's in Crazyville. You take a left at Lunatic Alley and you go right into Crazyville. So here's a quote from Max. Large cable companies such as Comcast and Charter, which carry Fox News and provide most of its revenue in the form of user fees, need to step in and kick Fox News off the air. And small competitors such as One American News and Newsmax continue to incite viewers. They too should be booted off, says Max Boot. So this is fascism, pure fascism. Is what they did in the Soviet Union. It's what they did in Nazi Germany. It's what they did in Tojo's Japan. It's what they did in Castro's Cuba. That's what they did in Venezuela. This is fascism. Cancel culture, that is a nice name for fascism. That's what it is. And tomorrow again, I will give you um, a counter to cancer, to uh, cancel culture. All right, so yesterday was Martin Luther King Day. I have an analysis of black-white relations in America posted on BillOReilly.com under the message of the day. It's audio. I did it for WABC Radio last night. I think it's worth a listen. Um, and it ties, of course, into Martin Luther King Day. So um, there are a number of people who say that if you are a Trump supporter, you have no right to mention Martin Luther King's name. You can't ever mention his name. So these people are Jake Tapper, again, CNN, one of the most vicious persons on the planet. All right. Joe Lockhart, former Clinton White House press secretary. Um, Robert Reich, Secretary of Labor under Bill Clinton. You might remember early in the factory, he was on a whole bunch of times. All right. And others that if you voted for Donald Trump, you have no right to even mention Martin Luther King's name in any context. Don't say he's great. You can't talk about him. All right. This is a continuous assault on freedom of speech. And the absolute worst and the absolute most vicious in this area was on The View. Ted Cruz with challenging, uh, you know, the Electoral College, uh, you know, uh, Kaylee McEnany, right. just over and over again with her propaganda. How dare they, how dare they try to quote Dr. King on the, the celebration right. of his birthday when they enabled, enabled right. a racist president. Okay, so it doesn't get more hateful than The View. All right, should The View be canceled? Should Disney be forced to take it off the air? I mean, between that woman and Joy Behar, I, I don't know how you can be more hateful to an entire segment of the American population. How? It's impossible. You couldn't be more hateful than The View. And you're coming from a guy who was on The View when Barbara Walters ran it about 15 times. And I didn't have a problem with it then, even when Whoopi and Behar walked off when I objected to building a mosque on the site of 9-11. They walked off the show, and I was happy they did, because I got more airtime. They were gone. All right? Now, you ought to Google that and see it. 
But compared to what they did back then to what's going on now, I mean, this is just pure hatred. Schumer and Pelosi vis-a-vis Trump. Hatred. I mean, Trump is no Boy Scout. He loathes the people who criticize him. But he's not even in the same hemisphere as far as hatred is concerned than these folks are. And that's what it's all about. All right, here's a story that I hadn't been able to get to uh, because we've been so much. And this is a very, very important story for all Americans to hear. And you will not hear it anywhere else but here on the No Spin News. You're not going to hear this anywhere else. So in Los Angeles, there was an illegal alien named Herbert Nixon Flores, 46 years old. There he is. He's from El Salvador or was from El Salvador. MS-13 gang member. Herbert was deported 10 times and came back 11 times. He shot and killed his girlfriend, Karen Ruiz, in front of their three-year-old daughter. Baby is right in there. He kills Karen Ruiz. All right? Now, the cops finally in Los Angeles, finally tried to run him down. And he killed himself. All right, so Flores killed himself. Now, since 1990, Flores had been convicted of carrying a concealed weapon, burglary, transportation of a controlled substance, that means a dope dealer, all right, driving under the influence, resisting arrest, vandalism, criminal threats, all of that deported him 10 times, okay? Came back 11 times. In September, he was arrested for domestic violence on Miss Ruiz, beat her up. ICE said to the LA County authorities, hold him. He's been boarded 10 times. We'll take him now. LA County, let him out. Let him out. And he killed Miss Ruiz. Now, you remember in 2015, I proposed Kate's Law. It got all the way up to the Senate. Who killed it? The turtle, Mitch McConnell. Remember that? He killed it single-handedly. Karen Ruiz would be alive today if Kate's Law had been passed, and it would have been passed if not for Mitch McConnell, who wouldn't put it up as a standalone vote. Why? I can only speculate because I wrote it. I was the one who wrote it. What did it say? If you are a convicted felon and you're deported and come back, you are immediately arrested. And if convicted, and you would be because you're back, you get 10 years in a federal penitentiary. 10 minimum. Commit a felony in the USA, convicted of the felony, deported back to your home country, you come back, they catch you 10 years. You don't have to commit another crime. Just the fact that you're standing here. Now, what is wrong with that law? Who would object to that law? Hundreds, if not thousands of people are dead since 2015 because the turtle wouldn't put it up for a vote because he didn't like the fact that I did it. So you know how I feel about 
Senator Mitch McConnell. Los Angeles, homicides up 150% compared to last year at this time. Shootings up 234%. Victims shot in South Los Angeles, okay, that's the minority district, up 742%. Get the feeling that there's anarchy in LA? There is. There's no law enforcement, and they cut back on the cops, defund the police, all right? So they've, the LAPD can't even answer traffic accidents anymore. That's how bad it is. Atlanta, another chaotic situation. In 2020 last year, 157 homicides compared to 99 and 219. They have defunded the police there, and more than 200 officers in Atlanta have quit because the liberal leadership will not back them. NBC News poll, are you worried about the country or hopeful and optimistic? Hopeful and optimistic, 44% worried and pessimistic, 53%. Worst state for anxiety over the country, Missouri. In Missouri, people spend three hours and 18 minutes every day worrying about stuff. They're stressed out. Mississippi second. Let's go to LA for our pal Ben Stein, who is one of the smartest observers of American culture that I, that I know. Good God writer. Um, yeah. So you're right in, in the middle of this maelstrom in Los Angeles. But let me ask you on the whole country, are you optimistic or pessimistic about America? I'm very pessimistic. I think we've lost a lot of the Constitution. Uh, free speech is uh, just a memory. And um, I'm very pessimistic about it politically and in terms of law. But uh, in terms of economics, I think we're doing quite well, <clears throat> surprisingly well. I think uh, President Trump's policies in response to economic chaos caused by the pandemic uh, has been brilliant. And uh, uh, we're doing astonishingly well. Now, you wrote speeches for both President Nixon and President Ford. The culture back then was so different, even though we were coming off the Vietnam War with Nixon, and it was a divided country over the Vietnam War, but there was still a respect for tradition. That's what I see, that tradition, yeah. all right, descent, robust a bit, it's all gone over the cliff. So my question to you is, why? I don't know why exactly, but there is just a climate of hatred. Uh, I think it's generated by the media. Uh, basically, by and large, at least where I live, life is extremely good day by day, incredibly good. Uh, uh, but uh, the media is generally blasting out hatred of Trump, hatred of white people, hatred of uh, well-to-do people, even though the people uh, who run the media, of course, are very well-to-do people. But they're blasting out hatred of anything that is not left-wing, non-white, and uh, preferably uh, law-breaking. Uh, for people who are just ordinary citizens going about their jobs, uh, there's nothing but contempt. Uh, for people who are Republicans trying to get their job done, trying to get their work done, there's nothing but contempt. The amount of hatred, and you, you, you put it extremely brilliantly, the amount of hatred coming out of the left wing is astounding, astonishing. When I, was, when I left the Nixon-Ford regime, I was deluged with job offers, deluged. Uh, and uh, I, the, the, very, the very first day that, that I was told that they wanted me to leave the White House, uh, I had four job offers. 
I don't think that would happen today if I were a Trump uh, speechwriter or a Trump anything. Uh, just by being a friend of Trump, I, I've never actually met him in the flesh, but just by being a supporter of Trump, I think has caused me to be blacklisted from a number of speeches. Uh, and that, that's really a shame, but uh, I'm old and I'll somehow get by until my dying day. But uh, the, uh, the, the hostility in the air is fantastic and uh, is just breathtakingly even worse than it was in the Nixon days. Now, I get a lot of letters that say, why do companies like Disney, all right, like Comcast, which runs NBC, AT&T, which runs CNN, why do they want to tear apart the traditions of America and divide people along skin color lines? What, what is in it for these big corporations that depend on a mass market to generate their profits? It's a psychological thing. It's not an economic thing. It's not worked out on the basis of private loss or balance sheets. It's worked out on the fact that there is something in their heads which has a lot of hatred, and they've got to express it some way. Bob Dylan, the great, great genius, said there are a lot of people who have knives and plates, and there's nothing, sorry, I beg your pardon, knives and forks, and they've got nothing on their plates, and they've got to cut something. So in this case, uh, the people who run Disney, they're, they're very far from Walt Disney. They're a very entirely different group of people from the days of Walt Disney, million, billion percent different. They're very angry people. People in Hollywood nowadays are very angry people. I came out here in 76. I worked for Norman Lear, an extremely liberal left-wing guy. We got along great. I got along great with all his writers, not one of whom was Republican. I was the only Republican in the whole company. Uh, that could not even conceivably happen today. Uh, it's a whole different world. When you uh, see some showbiz people around town in Los Angeles, and you, do you ever say to them, what's the difference between the McCarthy blacklist <laughs> in the 1950s where accused communist people couldn't work in Hollywood, and now when if you supported Donald Trump, you can't work? It seems to me to be the exact same thing, is it not? It is the exact same thing. Unfortunately, I don't see any of those people anymore because the restaurants here are all closed and I do all <laughs> the cooking at my own house. I just go out to the grocery store and buy salmon or steak and cook it for my wife, who's an invalid. And uh, so I don't see those people uh, as I would if the restaurants were open. So I can't ask them. But I will just tell you, they are a different kind of people. They are a hate-filled bunch of people. This. This is a group of people who are extremely ungrateful for the gifts that God has bestowed on them, for the gifts that America has bestowed on them. They don't like America. They don't like white people. Uh, they, I don't know what's with what's with them. I, I have been in psychiatry myself, uh, largely over eating problems because I eat too much, uh, and uh, since 1966. And my psychiatrist, I have two of them now, I ask them all the time, what is it that makes people hate Trump so much? And they're both Trump fans, and they don't know what it is that makes people hate Trump so much. But there is something going on here that makes the people that run Hollywood hate Trump, hate white people, hate middle class people, hate working class people. I don't understand it, but there's something going on. It's, it's well, you tell Part of it is snobbery. You, part of it is snobbery. You tell your psychiatrist there are two reasons why the left, the committed left, the real ideologues hate Trump. Number one, his demeanor, all right? He doesn't take any BS. He doesn't take it. He's I think that's true. Back, very true, okay? very true. And number two, the three Supreme Court justices he appointed. 
that blocked, at least temporarily, the left-wing agenda for, could be for a while. Those are the two primary uh, reasons. With the greatest respect to you, Bill, whom I have respected for some considerable time, and I, by the way, your, your, your speech this morning was just brilliant. Uh, I think it's something deeper in that there's some deep psychological problem, uh, whether they are associate uh, Trump with a father they hated, whether they associate Trump with a mother they hated, whether they associate Trump with some kind of other relative or dom dominating figure in their life they hated, I do not know. But it is there is some deep psychological problem in these people's heads. There's something deep going on here. Uh, I can't describe it, but to tell you, I live in a very, very nice neighborhood. I don't deserve it. I don't know how much longer I'll be able to afford it. Uh, I'm surrounded by uh, very rich people in Ferraris and very, very nice cars, and uh, they are full of hate. They should be full of gratitude. They should be on their knees with gratitude. Absolutely. They're not. Absolutely. All right, Ben, thanks very much. It's always a... It's always nice to talk to you and you're a great guest. That's Thanks true. for coming on. That's okay. It's in history. 44 years ago, January 19th, 1977, President Gerald Ford pardoned Tokyo Rose. Wow. Huh? Tokyo Rose, Eva Togori, American citizen, um, was the chief propaganda voice in the Pacific for the Japanese fascist empire. All right, you know her name, Tokyo Rose. You don't know her real name, Iva Togori. Now, she traveled from the United States to Japan right before Pearl Harbor to care for an elderly aunt, okay? The Japanese authorities knew she was an American and spoke English and Japanese. And so they, so says Tokyo Rose, forced her to do the propaganda. Well, on September 29, 1949, she was convicted of treason, sentenced to 10 years in prison, fined $10,000, stripped of her U.S. citizenship. But on this day 44 years ago in 1977, Gerald Ford pardoned her because I guess he believed that she was coerced into being Tokyo Rose. Isn't that an interesting story? Uh, while we're on the subject of pardons, I got a good mail segment and a good final thought. And they're coming up after this message. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its free fall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. All right, let's get to the mail. We'll go to Nancy Biffis, Lowell, Michigan. 
Bill, you said many times that if things don't go well in the next two years, the voters will take the Democrats out of power in Congress. Why do you think the election will be fair in two years when it was fraud this year? Do you know that there were 13 seats picked up by the Republicans in the House, Nancy? 13 this time. So, yes, I think there was some fraud in, in very select places like Philadelphia and Detroit, Atlanta. But nationwide, I think the elections are honest. Janet, concierge member, which means Janet has direct access to me privately by email. You can ask me anything I, she wants privately. Now, Janet posts this on the message board on BillOReilly.com. With all the Biden plans you laid out, Bill, you still want to give him a chance? Democrats have been courting immigrants since the Civil War just for votes. We'll give him a chance. That's the kind of guy I am. All right, maybe he'll surprise me. Maybe he'll enforce the border. Denise, tell me again, Bill, how the Republicans would take back the House and Senate when Biden will give millions of citizenship to illegals. Well, if he does that, that's going to help the Republicans. The more chaos there is with illegal immigration, the more the Republicans will be helped. Robert, Bill, you said Biden wants to raise corporate taxes. Was a Pfizer CEO too stupid to know this when he torpedoed Trump? Pfizer would have made less money under Trump because Trump was going to cap the amount of, uh, of they could charge for their drugs. Biden never going to do that. Drug companies and lawyers are going to go run wild under Biden. Okay, so everybody thinks that Biden's going to keep the cost down. He's not. So it was a pure Pfizer knew Trump was worse for them than Biden. Eugene, concierge member. Thank you, Eugene. When Lady Gaga sings the national anthem, I wonder how many will be kneeling. I don't think you're going to see anybody kneeling at the inauguration bar. Could be wrong. I don't think you will. Paul Butko, Sarasota, Florida. It seems to me that the new administration will be leading America down a godless path, the opposite to which America was founded upon. Well, Biden's going to go to church every Sunday. He's always has. As I said, he, I think he's dragging Mitch McConnell in on this coming Sunday. But, you know, I'm a Catholic, and I can't understand Joe Biden's abortion posture. I just can't. So I'm not getting into that. I'm not casting aspersions on Biden's Catholicism. That's between him and his God. But to me, Donna Pike, Olympia, Washington. Bill, would you please explain in simple language how big tech was able to dismantle Parler? Parler needs a distribution service. All right. And Amazon shut it down. And so did uh, Facebook and a few others. And they apps went dark and Parler couldn't get, I, I don't know technology, I'm not sophisticated there, but the, their distribution was shut down. Diane O'Brien, Maple Grove, Minnesota, we know the corrupt media hypes news when they shouldn't, leaves out important information, and they are corrupt. In the event of a crisis, national, local, how can we trust emergency information they provide? You can't. That's why you come here. That's why we set up the web, website, BillOReilly.com. I mean, this has been going on for a long time. I, I was in the middle of it. You saw me for more than 20 years. Once I left the corporate media, I knew I had to do this. We'll always tell you the truth. 
So you have a resource here. William McGill, Largo, Florida, thank you for your final thought and the word of the day, perspicacious. I will try to be that. Excellent word. And I am not going to watch the BS news shows. Good for you, Bill. You'll be a much happier person. David Concierge, remember, thanks for sharing today's final thought. Your advice is precisely what I've done. And I am a much more calm, happy person for not watching the garbage on the television news agencies. Okay. So we have an unbelievable deal. By the way, if you want to write to me, it's Bill at BillOReilly.com, Bill at BillOReilly.com. Name in town, if you wish to opine. If you pre-order Killing the Mob, which is, you're going to love this book, we'll give you 50% off Killing Crazy Horse or The United States of Trump, my last two books, your choice. Fabulous deal. So I hope you take advantage. Word of the day, when writing to us, not be a curmudgeon. Some people allege that I am a curmudgeon. I can't believe they do that, but they, they do. Don't be a curmudgeon. All right, final thought in a moment. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by faith. All right, here is today's final thought. You know, uh, this hatred, uh, Ben Stein was absolutely right. It's just off the chart. Don't, don't you do it. You know, I, I mean, we love our viewers and listeners on radio and premium members on BillOReilly.com. But, but I get some hateful mail. I do. And, and I, don't, I don't want you to get sucked into that trap. Oppose? Absolutely. Speak your mind all day long. Get annoyed. I, I get annoyed? Come on. Look, I mean, anything with McConnell tonight on Kate's Law, I mean, steam coming out of my ears. But I don't hate Mitch McConnell. All right? I, I don't, that emotion is destructive. So uh, you got to separate it. You got to take a step back. All right? You can oppose. But those people at the Capitol, as I said, they wrecked Donald Trump. They wrecked the Republican Party temporarily. For what? Because they hated all he had to do was stand outside with the sign. You don't have to break the window and threaten people and kill five. Five dead. Don't hate. See you tomorrow.